0: Welcome to Blockchain Inside, the podcast is co-produced by the International Data Engineering and Science Association, the Purdue Blockchain Lab, and CastBox. Our vision is to connect everyone in the blockchain industry and explore the most up-to-date news. We hope that this podcast will be educational, easy to understand and inspirational for all our listeners. I'm Coach Culbertson and today with us is Rick Burnett. Rick, why don't you introduce yourself to the audience a bit and tell us your story, how you got started with blockchain.
1: Yeah, thanks for the opportunity coach to uh, speak to your audience. Uh, my name is Rick Burnett. I'm CEO um, of Lane Access. Uh, Lane Access is focused on a shipper carrier direct, you know, really optimization platform built around uh, direct connectivity from the shipper to the carrier, eliminating the need for a broker, or third-party logistics company. Uh, in the U.S., it's a $800 billion industry, $9 trillion globally, growing to $15 trillion in the next five years. In March this year, actually about uh, six weeks ago, we were issued patents around that shipper carrier direct. I started that process a little over four years ago, filing patents around a shipper carrier direct environment real-time connectivity location based down to the driver level handset connectivity electronic documentation uh built around providing efficiency in the network because there's a million trucks moving up and down the road empty every day uh drivers sit there looking for loads those loads are posted in them various different load boards out there that's that's posted by brokers a very inefficient process and then In the industry itself, it's comprised of 700,000 trucking companies. 97% of that industry is smaller, independent in size, and 82% of that number have six trucks or less. So it's a very fragmented marketplace. There's no visibility into the network. So it's a lot of phoning, faxing, labor-intensive processes. So on one side of the equation, you have a large you know, network of shipper carrier or shipper uh, manufacturers comprised of 350,000 in the US. And then on the other side, you have, uh, as I mentioned, 700,000 trucking companies represents a little about three and a half million drivers. So there's a need today because there's no automation process to provide the visibility into this network. So that's why there's a hundred to 150 billion dollars in the US of brokerage or third-party logistics cost in the network. So what we're focused on is providing a direct connectivity and our and our token sale is an API access to provide the various different data sets and then to provide value into that direct immediate connectivity.
0: Now this is a big space to play in for sure. Tell us a little bit about how and drill down uh, on how blockchain can really help us solve some of these big issues.
1: Yeah, you know, what I what I didn't realize, Coach, was over the years was, you know, I had built different systems that were the direct connectivity. But what, what blockchain provides is that trusted verification source of really why blockchain was ever invented in the beginning, which was around... Uh, Failed banking system and built around the functionality of being a trusted source into that, providing that. And then, as you know, blockchain has moved into various different, you know, industries, sectors and provided, you know, value into that. So specifically into the transportation, what blockchain provides for us is that verification trusted source. So every shipper has a contract. That contract will be a smart contract operated within the blockchain. The insurance verification, every carrier has to have a certificate of insurance. That has to be stored in the blockchain. It has to be updated before that renewal date expires. And then the DOT API key is tapped into the Department of Transportation and into the commercial driver's license, ensuring that that relationship can be established and connected immediately. Now, with that, you'll be able to, a shipper can deal with hundreds of thousands of different companies because they can immediately connect with each other. It's trusted source in the blockchain that allows that that connectivity to be made. And then our mobile component app allows that visibility that today is phoning and faxing through our mobile app that ties into the handset or in cab terminal of the trucking, the truck itself, will then provide that immediate visibility. So now they will get ETA prior to load pickup. They will get the, the geofence location of the pickup and the delivery is stored in the blockchain. So now we're going to start implementing the first of the industry carrier performance metrics. So now you'll have real-time pickup, real-time load confirmation, in-transit visibility, and then delivery confirmation, proof of delivery that's stored in the blockchain. And now you have that chain of custody archival record stored in the blockchain. So blockchain was necessary in the transportation for this network to be built. And you know
0: what? A lot of our previous guests have talked about how when they start solving a problem, they start with blockchain, but they don't realize that blockchain is more of a solution. <laughs> They're trying to throw blockchain in there somewhere I'm like,
1: oh, this is hot, right? You know, I think it's just the maturity of this business. You know, I've been, I've been after this 800-pound gorilla for, you know, 15 years. In 2004, 2005, I actually implemented a internet-driven um, shipper direct connectivity into their network focused really on load, connectivity, broadcasting and via email. It was really a research and development into, you know, quite frankly, I was younger at the time, obviously, and, and you know, quite frankly, a, a big venture into cost aspect that what I thought was the time was wasted money. But I realized how fragmented and how big the industry was, and then as smartphones and the connectivity started changing, you know, that's when I really started filing this, this process around you know, the patent process starting, you know, over four years ago. But then the evolution of what was a year ago started into blockchain. Now we've added all those feature sets. Our our attorneys have filed those additional patents into our existing patents with the idea of pushing this, you know, smart contract and the value of the blockchain into this network. So I know that currently you're
0: undergoing uh, some rounds of fundraising, right? How's that going? And Talk us through.
1: Yeah, so we just started, um, you know, we're going to take the first couple months here, which was April, May to the end of June, and we're in the private sale. So what means that really, we're just building our brand and doing interviews and doing, um, you know, some publicity around our solution itself, really educating people that, you know, this is about a massive amount of cost into a massive industry. And so, you know, part of your question, want to know why 50 million? Well, really, if you look at the size of this industry, that's not a lot of money to actually build this network because what exists today is in aviation, you know, there's a system. You have have visibility into Delta, American, and the spirit and the rest of them, right? You have a single port access. Well, in transportation, it's fragmented. It's very important to be able to provide that visibility. And today, because federal government has implemented a mandate that what's called hours of service is now electronic instead of paper. That went into effect December 18th of 2017. Well, what they're looking to do, but that isn't all the way implemented because there's time for these, these guys to actually implement that process. Well, what they're looking for is they're – a driver can only drive 11 hours in a 24 hour period. And so, and the reason is because if they drive 24, 30 hours straight, they get fatigued and there's, you know, the fatalities were 35,000 and you know, the last reported statistic that they pushed. So they're trying to lower that, okay? So those are federal mandates. In this network that we're building, Homeland Security wants to know the documentation of the origin of a shipment, which goes right in line with the solution that we're doing. So with the blockchain, this network and the visibility in the network goes parallel with the initiatives of what not only the U.S. government, really into a a global scale size of network looking to do with this original movement and the original origin. So the byproduct will be there's a million trucks that move up and down the road empty every day. And the reason is there's no visibility network. The shipper doesn't know where the carrier is, the carrier doesn't know where the shipper is that's looking to move freight. So as we move efficiency and provide visibility in this network, there'll be less wear tear on the roads. There'll be better traffic flow because there'll be a reduced number of empty trucks move. You'll get report metrics. You can get when should we work on this road because you'll have visibility in the traffic flow. So as this network grows, you know, the consumer will actually ultimately benefit as well because there'll be lower cost because the shipper now can save anywhere from 15 to 20% on these movements. And then the carrier as a byproduct of increased revenue down to the driver level because he now can move more efficient. We're starting to get into the end
0: results and we're starting to get into how this affects the consumer. Let's take a step back. Let's talk about strategies and plans on ROI. How long do you think that this is going to take? I mean, this is a big segment. This is a big market you're moving into. This is a big movement.
1: Um yeah, so, so, so you're know, you talking about now? ROI from strategy of our company standpoint or or what are you talking about as as far as a, a An ROI.
0: How about what's the business plan? You know, in order to get the fifty million, how long is it going to take to get ROI on your company? And uh, and what's it going to take? How long? How long do you think you're going to take to turn a profit on these particular technologies?
1: I mean, quite frankly, this patent was published in June of two thousand and fifteen. If you know the patent laws, when 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 a patent is published and then if it actually becomes issued, which it now is, companies that are in violation of your patent, there's a potential that they owe you back to that published patent time of revenue. Now, when you're talking about an $800 billion industry, and obviously in the last, let's say three years, there's been nothing but technology movements into this type of industry. There's hundreds of companies that are in violation of our patent, but that's not what our main initiative is today. There's all these addition patents around the smart contracts and blockchain that we filed, and our strategy, quite frankly, on the ROI within the company is building that portfolio of patents, okay? Uh, so how long is that going to take? Oh, that's going to be a couple of years. And so behind that, the reason why we're doing a token sale is actually to build the network and visibility of the network and the benefits that it's going to come out of a single point access of a network. That's what the token's for. And so the uses of that token is massive. Like I described, the blockchain functionality of the contract, the insurance verification, the geofence verification, the the documentation verification, all stored in a trusted source, obviously all has to use uh, a token in order to access that. But then when you get down to the driver level and the driver social community component app, then there's all kinds of benefits and uses of the token down to the driver level. You know, rebates on fuel, discounts in-store purchases. Uh, you know, information bed of, of lane traffic flow information, all kinds of other ancillary things that that is standard within the value of building a net. Does that answer your question?
0: Yeah, I think it does. Yeah. So, as we start to bring this podcast on in for a landing, uh, uh, tell our guests how they might be able to connect with you and if you have any resources for our blockchain enthusiasts.
1: Yeah, so uh, I would say go to our site, laneaccess.io. Would appreciate any feedback or, or areas you feel like, you know, we could improve. Um, you know, we built what we feel like is a pretty strong blockchain uh, engineer team that actually built the white paper that that lives online today. Obviously, always looking to make additional connections of blockchain people that have projects or information, you know, around that. Um but, you know, anything that, that, you know, your audience feels like we could do better or we could improve on, you know, would love to hear that feedback. You know, my email's rick at Feel free to send me any questions or comments. And, and if I'm not the right person to, to answer it, I'll have somebody on my team get back to you. Awesome.
0: Rick, thank you so much for giving us some insight into your, into your shop here. This has been amazing.
1: Well, I appreciate it, Coach, the opportunity. Thank you very
0: much. All right. And for our listeners, thanks for following up with us today, Blockchain Inside. The podcast is co-produced by the International Data Engineering and Science Association, the Purdue Blockchain Lab, and CastBox. Please subscribe to our show on castbox.fm slash blockchain lab and leave a comment there if you have any questions. I'm Coach Culbertson. Thanks for hanging out with us. We'll see you next time.